Welcome to the HR Happy Hour Show with Steve and Trish. Trish, I know you're a sports person, you're a fan. I am. Sports are beginning to open back up in the U.S. and in other places as well around the world. So here's my question for you. Okay. If you could attend just one of one of the big sporting events, like the Super Bowl, the World Series, the NBA Finals, that kind of thing, and taking out the fact maybe like my team's in it or not, forget, just hold that aside. You could pick just one of these giant, massive sporting events to attend. Only one. Which one would you choose? That's a great question. My first instinct was to say the Super Bowl, but I'm going to change that. I'm going to say I'd want to go to Final Four again. That was probably one of the best sporting events of my life. And so, yes, I want to go to the Final Four. All right. Well, Trish, that is a great answer. You know, a number of years ago, we were fortunate enough with a group of folks to attend the final four uh, where my team was playing. And sadly, they lost. That was, to this date, my the most incredible sporting event I've ever been to. Uh, so that's a great answer. Yeah, I think I, that's not my answer because I've, I guess because I was thinking I've already been to that one. But okay. um, yeah, I'm going World Cup final, Trish. Really? Okay. My answer. Yeah, I'm a big soccer guy. And I think the World Cup finals would be amazing. A hundred years ago, I went, to, I went to a World Cup game, kind of an opening round game. The last mm-hmm. time, the, man, what was the last time? But it was in the USA. And uh, it was an incredible experience, just, a, just an opening game. So you can only imagine how amazing a finals would be. So that would be the one. I, I will say that. this, and I'm not even a huge baseball fan. I mean, I, I like the Cardinals, St. Louis Cardinals. They're always fun to, to go see, but... I I have to tell you, I'm actually missing not being able, you know, it's summertime just to go to the ballpark and sit outside and, you know, have a beer and eat peanuts and throw them on the ground. Yeah. The whole thing. I'm hoping uh, that'll come back around soon. So, all right. Good stuff, Trish. Um, Great question. We have a really great show tonight with one of our very dear friends, friend of the show, frequent guest. I I didn't count up how many times. Uh, she's been on the show with us. It's it's three or four would be my guess. You know uh, what? I think we have to count because um, she doesn't know this maybe, but we do have a gift for the fifth time on the show. True. So there, there is a gift for that. And, we will and, work. We will work on on counting those up. I I would venture to guess it's probably her fifth time. But anyway. So yeah. So we're going to talk about helping organizations kind of get back to work, get back to normal, and, and how technology can play a role in that. I think the going back to work story is one we're going to be talking about a lot. Uh, over the next several weeks. But our guest today is Gretchen Alarcon. Gretchen is Group Vice President for Oracle's Human Capital Management Strategy, and she's responsible for the development and go-to-market initiatives that help businesses around the world modernize their HR practices through the adoption of Oracle's HCM Cloud apps. Additionally, Gretchen acts as a thought leader, highlighting trends and strategic initiatives in business transition to the cloud. With more than 20 years' experience in product strategy, Gretchen uses her knowledge of the industry to showcase the importance of modernization through the integration of cloud apps in core HR, talent acquisition, and HR data analytics. And together with her team, she forecasts future of work movements and delivers initiatives to businesses to protect their bottom line. And knowing Gretchen, I'm sure she's highly embarrassed by that very flowery (laughs) bio. Gretchen, great to talk to you. Welcome back to the HR Happy Hour Show. Thank you. So I'm dying to know for for a five timer, is it a beanie? Is it a super cool sticker? Like it's what is better. the five timer award? It's better. It is a knife set. It's a set Ooh. of steak knives. It's set a set of steak, steak knives. knives. Yes. But wait, there's more. That's exactly <laughs> it. You get it. See, that's why you fit here with us, Gretchen. You get it. 
There you go. <laughs> well, thanks for having me again, you guys. I really appreciate it. I love talking with you guys. Great to be with you. So how, just before we get into some of the topics and some of the new developments and, and new initiatives happening at Oracle, especially with respect to helping organizations kind of get back to work, uh, just maybe let's check in. How are you? It's been a while since we've talked. How are you kind of weathering uh, everything that's been going on in the world? You know, it's been an interesting transition. On the one hand, you know, the, the bulk of my team has always worked remotely. So initially I was like, well, this isn't going to be that difficult of a thing because we all work remotely. Um, but actually, I think what we've really found is that for a lot of people that that not being able to get out and see people when you have been working remotely, you know, going to a conference or, you know, checking in with folks, that's been, I think, an adjust, an, an adjustment. Um, so many more team happy hours have started. Um, <laughs> and then personally, it's been an interesting one for me because um, it's never bothered me. I live on the West Coast. My oldest is, is out of the house, off the payroll and working in DC. And my youngest is a student up in Oregon, which both are not that far away until suddenly you can't travel anymore. <laughs> so that's been, I think, our biggest adjustment is getting used to that you know, haven't seen the, the one on the East Coast in person since Christmas. Um, and no real sure, not real sure exactly when we will get to see them. So, you know, lots and lots of FaceTime and uh, making sure that everybody's eating healthy and following all the rules and all that sort of thing. So the, the remote parenting has been an interesting case to manage as well. Yeah, I would imagine so, because I think that that's the one thing just as a parent, right? You just want to sort of have, have eyes on like, eyes and hands on the child, no matter how old they are, sure. <laughs> just to, you know, just to make sure that they're, you know, safe and, and happy and all those things. Right. So yeah, that mm -hmm. would, that would be really challenging. I, mine are here and I, I know a lot of people with little ones obviously are maybe kind of complaining and grumbling a little bit the other way, right. They're yeah. always underfoot, but yeah, to have them out of the house, I think would be a little bit stressful. It's a different, I'm, I'm very lucky that my uh, college roommates actually live within a very short distance of, of my son on the, on the East Coast. So if anything were to happen, I've got, you know, the, the second set of parents who are there just in case. But, you know, we all have challenges that we've been dealing with with this. When you add in all those family components as well as work, it's, it's a lot. Yeah, Gretchen, uh, thanks uh, for sharing some of that. It's been, it's every, everyone's got their own set. Of, I think what you guys are highlighting, which is really good way, because my side is challenges, if, if they are challenges, are a bit different even than both of yours, right? I'm here completely, I live alone, right? So there's been no mm -hmm. one here for months and months, and I've not gone anywhere either. So that's another kind of weird kind of thing to navigate when you're used to, like I'm used to it, but at the same time, yeah, it would be nice to go travel somewhere, right? And go visit mm -hmm. or, or those kinds of things. So um so great. So in that light, uh, Gretchen, we wanted to talk uh, with you a little bit about um, what's happening at Oracle, of course, and Oracle HCM, uh, and just how how is kind of the changes, and you mentioned your team all works from home, but I know I've been to the many times there. There's uh, six beautiful giant buildings, right, in, in, <laughs> in Redwood there. Uh, how is kind of the, the company kind of navigated through some of the, the, the turmoil and, and, and the changes and kind of just dealt with that? Yeah, you know, I think that the the changes, we all kind of saw how quickly things changed in March, right? We went from, you know, people talking, you know, about exposures and self-isolating to suddenly, you know, shelter in place. And the Bay Area in California was, of course, one of the first places to do that. Um, so it was a big adjustment. Um, I think that we're very fortunate that we're a tech company in that, you know, we were all familiar already with all of these tools and what was needed. Um, and then I think the, the biggest adjustment, frankly, has been for people who have not worked remotely 
you know, how do you manage the, the, the manager relationship? How do you manage engagement when you do have these things? You know, obviously we're supportive of people who do have kids at home and, you know, we're not expecting that you're going to have a typical work hours, work environment that you've had before. Um, but, you know, really kind of it's, it's emphasized for us the need to focus on the outcome of work as opposed to the process of work. Right. So not worrying as much about management by walking around or, you know, checking in and always on and more on, you know, I manage by objectives. What am I trying to have you accomplish? And for some of my people or for some of the teams that might be being done on very different hours and very different ways than it was before. But the good news for us is you know, we're still on track. We've not seen changes in terms of our development plans or, um, you know, we're, how we're bringing product to market. And we're certainly seeing response from our customers as well. They've been, they've been fabulous partners going through this. That is something that's been just so great to see. Um, but we've also seen a, a lot of engagement from our customers as well. You know what, Gretchen, I wonder if um, some of those examples that you're giving, if that actually in the end will help sort of product development in terms of, I know that you know, you all have, have obviously been focusing on outcomes for many years, right? And sometimes the mm -hmm. challenge is getting the customers to, to get rid of old processes that they've had in place for a long time. I wonder if sort of being forced into it now, um, mm -hmm. you know, and, and having it disrupted in that way, I wonder if that will actually maybe make it a little bit easier from a, a you know, product strategy standpoint and a development standpoint. Do you, have you gotten any sense of that yet? Or is it still a little bit too early to see any of those kinds of little inklings of change? I think what we're seeing right now, frankly, is a lot of organizations saying this may this may cause them to speed up some of the transformation they were thinking about mm -hmm. and some of the things that maybe they thought they were not ready for, they were forced to become ready for, right? So, you know, I in an organization that that may have been more used to being very hands-on or, you know, more direct, when, when you don't have a choice, you're kind of forced to adjust. And I think for some people that may be changing some mindsets around, you know, you actually are experiencing a different way of working rather than thinking about it from a theoretical standpoint. Um, and I, I definitely have heard from some customers who have said managers have come back saying, you know, actually I didn't need to be in the office and maybe I don't need to be in the office. <laughs> and so I do think we're going to see changes in behaviors. Um, I think the, the, the real question for a lot of organizations is going to be how am I going to balance that? So I've got, you know, the, the objectives of my organization, the things my team is still trying to accomplish. And now I still need to manage employee engagement. I still need to look at skills. I still need to look at all those other elements, but how I look at that might be changing and you know, what tools am I going to rely on might be changing as well. So I think that's an interesting, I think we're in the middle of the sea change there. I'll be really interested to see what happens here as businesses reopen, as people start thinking about coming back to a workplace you know, I don't think you're going to have a lot of people rushing back to the office, but I do think you're going to see some questions around, you know, when do I need to be in an office and for what purpose and, and what is our company standard going to look like? Gretchen, I think this is a good transition point for, to talk a little bit about uh, some of the initiatives at Oracle HCM uh, that you that you're doing and have done um, mm -hmm. recently launched to try to help organizations navigate through this, uh, these challenges as well, kind of the changing needs as well as kind of uh, what's going to happen, you know, after folks start getting back to work and um, rather than me kind of run down um, each element of it or, or, or I'd rather maybe just have you talk about 
uh, as you guys got together a couple months ago, right, when this all started to go, go, go crazy, um, what was kind of the thought process behind what could you best do to help support your customers? And then maybe then we can get into talking a little bit about what, what, the, what these programs are about. Sure. So, you know, when this first hit back in March, um, we kind of started with, you know, what can we do? What can we do right now to help people? And, and what that kind of turned into were, were, were two things. One was um, offering our health and safety tool at no charge. And our, our goal there was at, at the time, I was really thinking more about it in terms of people are still in a workforce. This was before all the shelters in place started. And I was thinking more in terms of people needing to report exposures or saying, you know, I'm going to need to self-isolate for two weeks. And how do you track that more as like a safety incident? Um, so we made that available right away. Um, and then the other thing that we did in conjunction was we really took a, a, a hard look at our customer community and looked at what we had been doing and looked at what we could do to continue. And so we actually revamped within our, 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 our customer connect, we revamped what we call coaches corner to bring in ongoing groups of speakers to focus on what HR might be facing as they were looking at how to respond to the pandemic. Um, so we've had thought leaders, we've had influencers, we've had partners, uh, but the idea really is you know, how do you, how do we help people engage and get them some information that might help them as they're trying to think what's going to happen for their organization? Um, the other thing we did was we actually reached out to our customer advisory board and we said, you know, typically you meet monthly, maybe less than monthly, depending on, you know, how much change we have happening in a certain part of the product. And we said, you know, what would you like? And they actually asked to come back and, they, and meet biweekly. And so mm -hmm. they've been meeting every two weeks since wow. March. Um, and what that has turned into is actually a really interesting way for them to have what started as kind of a talk to me about product, talk to me about what I could do here. It's kind of become our sounding board as well around, okay, here's this group of customers. Where are they in terms of their response? Are they thinking about reopening? Are they still in shelter in place? Um, and it's gone well beyond product into processes into behaviors. We had we had one customer raise up that, you know, they're probably going to have to go through a reduction in force. They had never done that within wow. their organization. And so they were asking this community for best practices. And I was like, you know, that's well beyond the technology, but to have that trusted group of people that you can go to and have that support, I think is really important. So that's kind of where we've been up to this point. And now based on that feedback and kind of what we're seeing in the market, we were like, okay, we, we start to see, I think, that we're going to see organizations thinking about reopening workplaces. Obviously, you know, hospitals and Amazon and a number of other places have never <laughs> shut down. But, you know, now as organizations start to think about what might reopening look like, we thought it was maybe time to think again around how can we support our customers and how can they support their employees who might really be kind of reluctant to go back to an office building or a workplace. And so what could we do for them? And, and so that's what, why we introduced this new thing that we're calling the employee care package. The employee care package, as I was going through it myself, I mean, you're, you're obviously set up to help, you know, people deal with the employees and any maybe anxieties, as you mentioned, they might have. But I was thinking too, even for the HR teams, for the senior leadership teams that are coming back themselves, who have also been scared that they were exposed or maybe they've been having family members who were just the fear alone it's actually helping them too right it's like it's helping them as a leader have those conversations but at the core of it it actually is helping them personally handle any maybe anxieties or stressors or 
you know, and coming back in a very safe and methodical way. And I think that's one thing that um, a lot of organizations are still lacking. They don't have a plan. So I'm just really impressed by the resources that you all pulled together so quickly in order to make people comfortable. Because again, you're facing this as well, right? It's not like you're sort of off to the side safe too, you know? Exactly. That's that's the difference, right? We're all going through (laughs) feeling anxious and scared and all the different emotions. And um, Mm -hmm. so I think it's, it's really important just to think about the, the level of thought um, and effort that not only your team put in, but also your customers that, as you mentioned, are on your, you know, committee to kind of talk through what's needed. Um, cause, cause you're all certainly dealing with this yourselves. Mm-hmm. Have you, um, could you talk a little bit about one of the things on there, which is the, the digital assistant capabilities and just a caveat. I mean, Steve and I are actually really big fans of the digital assistant. We were actually talking about it last year when we were at HR tech China um, is one of the examples of a company that's really kind of leaps and bounds ahead when it comes to what it can serve up through the digital assistant. So now I know that in this care package, that's a, a part of it. Can you maybe talk a little bit about what some of the capabilities are um, through your digital assistant and how that's helping with the remote workforce and the return to workplace? Sure. So, you know, as a starting point, you know, when we thought about the digital assistant, when we first introduced it, the whole thing we were trying to focus on was, one of those frequently asked questions that, you know, employees have that kind of, you know, they, they create the noise in the system, right? It's the, can I take a vacation? Do I have work hours? You know, those mm-hmm. sorts of things. Um, and so our focus initially was really on those, you know, I think we, we started with like 35 basic questions that are just the, the, the kind of normal transaction type of questions that everyone should have and ask. Um, and in fact, we had an early adopter in hospitality go live um, earlier this year and roll it out. And they measured that in their first four months, they had something like 17,000 interactions on the digital assistant and all of them were less than a minute in length. And I was like, that's exactly what you want, right? It's mm-hmm. that quick information. I got it and I'm moving on kind of a response. Um, and so as we've seen, you know, organizations dealing with, with the pandemic, you know, uh, where I think the digital assistant really helps is those next questions that people are going to be asking that you can put into the digital system may not be a transaction. It may just be a question and answer, right? Am I required to come, am I required to come to work? Um, (laughs) You know, but uh, what is the policy? You know, if I have a low grade fever, but it is below a certain amount, what should I do? Um, You know, any of those sorts of things that might be health related or might be guidance, um, you know, I was talking with an organization yesterday that was talking about how um, they're providing a stipend for employees, uh, not just for home equipment, but for other things that might be needed if they're working from home. Perfect example to go through the digital assistant to either go to procurement and order the things you need to work at home um, or to ask the question around, does this thing I'm thinking about buying fall into policy, right? So the idea here really is having the digital assistant start to become that kind of front line And in a lot of cases, it'll also help because in some of these situations, the manager doesn't know, right? I don't know if it's within policy, if you want to buy a webcam that is better than the one that you have on your laptop. That's not like in my list of things that I'm worrying about today, but that's the kind of thing that could be in the digital assistant so that the employee can get the answer and move forward. Um, So that's where I think the digital assistant can really help is those simple, clean answers And the other part about it, which, you know, we talked a little bit about, but I think is important to mention too, is having the digital assistant, the way those questions and answers are handled, you know, the, 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 the 
customer can choose if they want to extend, right? If they want to add in their own questions and they also can choose what those answers are. So they're actually able to make cultural statements within that as well. So it's not just the, the you know, am I getting a question answered feedback to an employee, but you know, the tone in which those, those questions are answered or, you know, do you have a sign off that has, you know, something about we're all in this together right now, or, you know, whatever other kind of support messages you might want to give. It's again, another way to help the employee feel that they are supported as they're thinking about what they need to do to be productive. Yeah, Gretchen, that's a great example. I, I had written that down, uh, I guess last week, maybe when we, we had our first uh, conversation about the employee care package, and I was looking at some mm -hmm. of the, the updated digital assistant uh, capability. And even just one of the interactions I noted down, I thought was great, which was at the end of an interaction where the you know, an employee asked a question and the digital assistant uh, supplied you know, the information that the employee needed. Then the, the assistant follows up and says, is there anything else I can help you with right now? And here's some potential things I think you might want help with. And I thought that was great because it was, it was, it was much more like almost like interacting with a human support person, right? On the phone with, if you have a, a problem with a product that you bought, right? From, from a, from Best Buy or Amazon right there, it showed that support and that concern a little bit, even, even though it's a completely digital interaction, it didn't feel like it, it didn't feel cold, I guess, if that's mm -hmm. the way to describe it. And I thought that, I don't know, I just noted it last week and I thought I'd, I'd mentioned it today as well. That's great. Yeah, and that's exactly what we want, right? I mean, I've joked for years about how if a digital assistant's doing right, I start talking to them like a human and I'm thanking them for feedback. And I'm like, the system doesn't care, but you know, but that's what we want, right? That tone and that that feeling of support. I, I think that right now, especially when we are trying to get those questions and answers, you know, anything like that, it will be perceived positively by the employees. Yeah, I mean, noticed that even on my my Alexa, Trish, I've had I've been, you know, we've had the Alexa show for a few years. I've had the Alexa device longer than that. Alexa's like asking me a lot more questions lately, just in, in, in kind of <laughs> trying to coach me up too. like, have a good day, stay, you know, stay out of the rain today, you know, when you ask for the weather, you know, things like that. So uh, I kind of dig it. Gretchen, you're right. It's when you start thanking your digital assistant. And I think I could absolutely see that based on what I've, I've seen of the Oracle digital assistant, because, you know, Steve, to your point, like uh, Alexa is saying a lot more personal things, I think now, just little niceties. And yeah, I, I always thank her always so. <laughs> you're very polite yeah. it's just natural because you don't think of it it's like yeah oh you know it's the temperature is blah 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 oh and be sure to bring your umbrella today Trish I'll be like oh great thanks Alexa yeah so, I had one more kind of just related to the employee care package that I wanted to mention we have seen Trish and I've been you know, doing a lot of shows and attending a lot of online events etc and kind of getting honestly a ton of um inbound PR pitches and updates, et cetera. And, and, you know, we've talked about a number of the folks that we've worked with and, and how they're doing a really good job. I'm talking about the HR tech community, right? Supporting their customers, supporting the community, doing a lot, right? There's, there's been a lot of kind of products created and, and support websites put up, et cetera, et cetera. But one thing I thought that was a little bit different about uh, an aspect of the care package I wanted to just to throw out there and, and see if you had some thoughts on it was uh, the focus on learning. Like that mm -hmm. was still a key part of it. And like the learning is, not, is still an element here that we can't push to the side or forget about. I'd love for you maybe to comment on that and, and why you guys thought that was important. Yeah. So, you know, I think that there are a couple things and, and we've talked a bit about this just from wearing my development hat for a little bit that obviously there's a, there's a, there's a tendency and a thought process to say, you know, stop the presses. We're in the middle of a crisis. Everybody stop doing everything. Um, and I get that, like that is, that is the, the standard response. Um, but as you think about it, you know, 
as organizations restart, whatever that restart looks like, the, you know, the, their, the needs that they had in a lot of cases are going to be the same <laughs> that they had before they hit the stop button. Um, but also they're going to have some new needs and some new capabilities. So, you know, talking with organizations that have had to go through some form of redundancy or furlough or what have you, or are changing their business plans, there is definitely an opportunity to take a look at your workforce and to say, hey, you know, who are the people that I have right now? What skills do they have? And then what could they do? Because in some cases, you may have a situation where you've got to redeploy people and to say, you know, you are currently, you were working in the, the HR services center, uh, but right now we are not able to hire and we need more people on the uh, customer services center. And I want to deploy you over there. Here's the training that you're going to need to be successful, right? So there's some very tactical, like if I'm thinking about redeploying people within my organization, where having learning as part of that to help people feel that if they have a role change happening, even if it's temporary, that they're supported. Uh, but then also thinking about it in terms of whenever you go through these times of, of change and, and, and adjustment, you know, there is an other side of this to employees that as you as they start to look around and see that organizations are are laying people off and you know the economy is not feeling terribly steady right now, yeah. you know, there's a lot of uncertainty. And so that's a perfect opportunity to recommend to employees, you can be in charge of your own destiny. Take these classes. Here is what we think are right for you to prepare you to be more effective. And some of those might be, you know, more tactical tied to your current job. Some of those might be aspirational. Start taking some classes now to think about what might make you more successful. But it's something tangible that you can do today that will help you feel better prepared for whatever is coming. Um, so I think it's important from both sides. There's, an, there's a, a managerial or a organizational side of putting people into the roles and making sure that they're prepared to do the roles that you need right now. And then there's an employee career management side of it around making sure that you are, you know, the employee who is going to be considered for those roles and considered for growth down the road. So I think it, it works on both sides. Yeah, I think that's a, a perfect example. Kind of, I was right as you were talking, Gretchen. I wrote down just the word sort of tactical versus strategic, right? Which is mm -hmm. kind of how I was kind of interpreting uh, uh, the 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 way you guys are kind of positioning, right? The importance of, of continuous learning, continuous skill development, and and just support for employees. Which I thought, again, I thought it was just a kind of a unique element because just about everything else I'm seeing is really focused around, you know contact tracing and, and keep your distance and kind of, you mm -hmm. know, fast pass apps to get on the elevator. And I'm not diminishing the importance of those things right now. They're all very important, but uh, I felt like this was just uh, kind of a, I don't know, uh, a more innovative or just immersive way to think about the, some of these issues that are happening in organizations. I'm glad you think that. I mean, I think the thing that, that we're really focusing in on is, you know, there are certainly lots of people and there are going to be huge needs, especially when you think about anything real estate related, right? The fast pass apps or the, you know, safety attestation when you hit the front door to take your temperature, those sorts of things. And we kind of said, you know, we, we could go there, but there are other organizations that are probably going to, and where we really felt we could do more is to kind of look at that. What do employees need? What do organizations need for your workforce and kind of, you know, really kind of focusing in more there because again, for, this is one of those cases, and I was talking with a customer in, in Europe last week about this, you know, 
we're going to have something happen again. We don't know what the next wave is going to be, right? Mm -hmm. But, you know, whether it's a, a second wave of the pandemic or there's another crisis of some kind, but, you know, thinking about making sure that your organization and your workforce is resilient and ready for what comes next, it just helps everybody feel more in control of what they can control, which I think is a lot of what people need right now. Yeah, I think you're doing a good job too of covering it from many different angles. So, you know, what the HR leader might want to focus in on might be a little bit different than what the CEO is focused in on or the COO. And it seems like, you know, with this particular tool, there, there are all those different sort of layers of the onion that they could kind of dig into and peel back um, mm -hmm. to really address their very specific, unique and personal, um, personalized needs. Yep, I'd agree with that. All right, great stuff. Gretchen, uh, you know, this has been a great time. Uh, Great opportunity to get caught up to figure out. Uh, we're all we're all kind of dealing with uh, uh, the getting through the crisis, but it's good. We hadn't had a chance to talk through all this. So it's just good to see you, right? It's been a while. And, oh, it's uh, great to see you guys and, yeah. and and catch up. And I'm I'm with you on the like when when do we get to go back to sports? Yeah, exactly. I know I didn't. I know I blew it. I usually ask the guest that the, the, the trick question at the top. Gretchen, what would you pick? What sporting event would you go to? You know, I'm a football girl and uh, I've been been living and, and my husband and I have been, been joking quite a lot about, you know, those those college season tickets and are we going to be able to have a season this fall? But, uh, okay. uh, you know, my, You're my Stanford dream, fan, right? Is that what I am. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> my dream is to, to be able to watch my team in the college championships. So, uh, you know, someday we'll see. Be, yeah, that'd be <laughs> awesome. Uh, so, but before we let you go, uh, for folks who want to learn more about the employee care package and just all the kind of innovative stuff happening at Oracle uh, HCM. We want to send them uh, to oracle.com slash HCM, I believe. That is correct. All right. I love, I love it when the website, web address is easy to say and easy to remember. <laughs> that's like, a, I think that's hugely important. Gretchen, so much fun. Potential winner of a set of steak knives. We'll check the record. All right. Oh, I, I'm glad you mentioned that I checked and Steve, we're behind. This is her sixth appearance. What? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Six appearances uh, since 2013. Wow. Yes. Okay. Congratulations. Right. We'll I, you know what? I think that actually makes you the um, person who has been on the show the most. Wow. It's, I am thrilled. That's wow. exciting. You did. So at some point, we get to do like Hall of Fame, right? Or yeah. like a special <laughs> shiny. <laughs> you are top of the list at this point with this show. You just surpassed. Yeah, we, we've only had one other person, I think, gone for five. So you just pulled into the lead. Great That's job. That's great. <laughs> Love it. That's awesome. All right. Well, great to catch up with you, Gretchen. Oracle.com slash HCM. Uh, you can find Gretchen, on, Gretchen A on Twitter, I believe, right? At Gretchen That A. is correct. Yep. Awesome. So uh, thanks so much for taking some time today. Great to hear from you. Glad you're well. Thanks to our friends at Oracle for helping make this show, uh, get, helping us get this show set up and all the great work they're doing. Trish, great stuff. Uh, good to talk to you as well. And uh, we'll get those steak knives on order, I guess. Uh. <laughs> we will. We will. I'm excited. I'm excited to go do it. <laughs> all right. So with that said, for Gretchen Alarcon, for Trish McFarland, my name is Steve Bowes. Thank you so much for listening to the HR Happy Hour Show. We will see you next time. And bye for now.